What's up, guys? Welcome to the Built by Will podcast, where we talk about fitness and how it relates in people's lives and the day-to-day basis. I'm here with my buddy, Jack. How you doing, bud? What's going on, brother? Happy to be here. <laughs> um, I like to talk to people in and out of the fitness industry, and you're you're very much so in it, right? In the sense of just everything that you have going on. I know you have, you've been on a tear this last month, and so share, share with everybody kind of like all the different things you've done. And tell yeah, me which man. one was your favorite and least favorite. Cool. So uh, in the month of June, I went on a cross-country road trip. Sounds fun enough, right? But I had a little twist. Uh, every weekend of the month, I did a separate fitness competition, and they were not, like, relatable. They were all kind of different ends of, you know, the spectrum when it comes to what areas of fitness they related to. The first mm-hmm. week uh, was a powerlifting meet. The okay. second weekend was the Battle Bunker Regionals, which I qualify for. It's like a hybrid athlete, functional fitness, cross-training style competition. The mm-hmm. third weekend was a bodybuilding show. <laughs> and then the fourth weekend was a full Ironman. Um, as far as my favorite and least favorite, the way I felt after the Ironman was euphoric. I mean, that's just like, there's yeah. nothing that compares to that. But yeah. I hate it training to be completely honest it's my least favorite so um i would say uh, as far as actually doing it like battle bunker was cool i love that like combination of high intensity stuff with heavy weights and mm-hmm. it's like it takes you back to like high school with like the actual athletic style training and it makes you feel like like a superhero <laughs> yeah absolutely all right and so which one of them did you think you did the best at and which one did you think you did the worst at so when you're doing all these things that are, you know, separate ends of fitness, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to give a hundred percent on game day. Yeah, and exactly. That's like, that takes a lot of pride to swallow, you know? Um, but I was, I think I did a decent job getting myself right around 90, 90, 95% for each one and putting a good for like putting a good effort forward. Um, yeah. I would say I did the, best in the stuff probably the battle bunker uh okay because i was able to hold on to a decent amount of strength with the power lifting and a decent amount of endurance with the iron man uh yeah. so that was kind of kind of met in the middle a little bit yeah um the the worst like i like the way i look for the bodybuilding show for sure like i you know my physique has improved greatly over the years but yeah it's so easy to see your flaws on the stage with underneath yeah. the bright lights, especially yeah. if you're not a hundred percent. There's other competitions. You can kind of hide it a little bit that yeah. everybody sees exactly what you're Everybody's, bringing. Yeah. So like, I, like the top half looked pretty good. Like I liked where I was conditioning wise, but the, my legs yeah. are like the last thing to come in. And I, I feel yeah. like I probably needed two more solid weeks and not doing endurance training. Like I was doing like, I did like a five mile, six mile run like two days before. So not yeah. doing that or probably would have brought the legs in a little better, but absolutely, you know, it yeah, is what it I is. would, I was looking, I was looking at the, the, you know, the collection of work and that was the one where I was like, that one I'm sure was the hardest. And then the mm-hmm. fact that you chose to do one in trunks and not, sorry, one in, um, like, underwear basically <laughs> yes not not in board shorts right because i was yeah, like and i saw it and i was like i was like for sure he's gonna do board shorts and then you didn't and i was like this motherfucker's crazy in the yeah. sense of like that's 
I could because I, I I could already tell that your upper body was gonna be fine, and I thought you would do you would you would kind of go that route, and then you mm-hmm. and then you just made it even more difficult for yourself, and yeah, so right. you know, congrats I mean, to you. Thank you. Hindsight maybe should have done, just done physique, but you know I love pulling vacuums, and I feel like my mm-hmm. actual body structure is better complemented for classic physique. It's yeah. just like like you said though. I mean, it would have been easier to hide the legs underneath the board shorts, but. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of heavy squats, so I always want to show off the legs, even if they aren't shredded. Absolutely, yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, I mean, that's that's ridiculous amount of, amount of work, right, for someone to do. But what what pushed you to deciding to do that? So, um, last year, like, so we're talking um, 2022, mm-hmm. but. April-ish, maybe March to July, I did this little series called Jack Does. Um, and it was just like a daily work, like a daily different workout where I did a different style of training, whether it was a CrossFit workout, you know, boxing, swimming, running, just to show people that you can do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's easy to do all of those things for one singular workout one day. Um, so then I, after that, I decided to take it up a notch. I was like, I want to show people that you can compete and do really well at all of these, like at a bunch of different disciplines at the same time, Mm -hmm. strength, endurance, like how aesthetics, and then like overall functionality and, um, athleticism. So last August, I locked in and start my TikTok training series. It's training to be the fittest man in the world. By no means do I think I'm the fittest man in the world. I always try to make that clear. That's mm-hmm. not the point, though. The point is you have this, you know, super crazy goal, and then you work endlessly to try and get close to that, or even mm-hmm. halfway there. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. That's that's always like my philosophy is like put something like so far out there and just work towards it. If you yeah. never even come close to it, you're gonna make endless amounts of progress anyway. So yeah. I really started endurance training last August. My base was always more powerlifting, bodybuilding. And then I'm also a full-time firefighter, so I started more of a functional fitness training like four years ago when I got hired there just to be like mm-hmm. a little bit more athletic, take me back a little bit, but no real like running or swimming or cycling or anything like that. More like some easier cross-training workouts to try and stay a little bit more athletic. Yeah. But last August, I started the TikTok series and I put it out there day one. I said, in the month of June next year, I'm going to do a powerlifting meet a cross fit functional fitness style competition, a bodybuilding show and a full Ironman. <laughs> and the amount of comments I got on those, that first week of videos were like, this dude's full of shit. And uh, mm-hmm. he's going to injure himself. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Mm-hmm. But my, my thought process is always just block those people out. And yeah, it's motivation. You put in enough work, you yeah. put in enough days and those haters start to turn into followers and believers. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my TikTok grew pretty uh, pretty quickly. I uh, got a decent following on there. And it took me to like the last couple months for my Instagram to see a decent amount of growth. But uh, ever since I got back from the trip, I've had a couple videos go and uh, blow up a little bit. So the Instagram mm-hmm. is starting to get there too now. And everybody's starting to see uh that whole jack of all trades is what i call it all fitness is good fitness philosophy yeah where i you you can be proficient in a bunch of different areas of fitness at the same time absolutely and so uh 
a big part of what you did obviously was put on social media. Like you posted on TikTok, you posted on Instagram, you followed through on all the things you said you're going to do. And oftentimes social media can kind of like be the thing that only shows the highlights. And so take me through like that month, take me through like some of the low points, like in that month, you know, and like what, what happened and kind of like how that affected it. Sure. Real quick, just the dot, like go back for a second. Like how you said that social media only sees the highlights. That's why I wanted to do the daily video on TikTok, you know, each day just to show people. Uh, Yeah, this this workout on a Tuesday, random Tuesday in January is pretty boring. But all of these days stack up and stack up and stack up. And like people can look back at like they see what I did in June. But then there's all that history that they can look back on and see of this random day on Christmas. He just he did this three these three workouts or whatever but anyway like you said during the trip itself like obviously you had to make like bodybuilding shows and stuff like that you have to do check-ins like a day before and i'm doing this cross-country road trip and i gotta make it uh (laughs) for uh from texas all the way to phoenix arizona for check-ins drive 12 straight hours you got no food in your stomach just to make it the check-ins for the show and stuff like that so like try like that was the hardest part was balancing the bodybuilding and being hungry and trying to give myself just enough calories or carbs where I could do all the other events and workouts Mm -hmm. and training for the, you know, um, so (laughs) I had to put a lot of trust in how I felt and how it like, like the mirror and how my workouts felt, um, just to try and survive that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I can, I can see how that would make things interesting. The driving part of it. Um, yeah, man, that's a lot. I don't know what to say. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, a, it's a big bite to take for sure. It for sure. Like luckily over this past year, I've gotten re like, I've been training for 10 years, but over this mm-hmm. past year, I gotten really in tune with what my body needs and mm-hmm. how well it can perform under certain, certain circumstances. So like, I was like, all right, well, I got like a 20 mile training run I got to do. Right. But you know, we're however many weeks out from this bodybuilding show. So that turns into your refeed high carb day on the fly, trying Mm -hmm. to get past that workout. And then the next day you're very low calories and you got to just survive it. So it was a lot of like tiptoeing around really putting my uh, trust in all my training over the years and uh, trying to, mix everything together the best I could. Yeah. And so with, with that being said, you know, with all the different kind of food and stuff that you were experiencing, like on the go that month, I think a big part of, you know, when people talk about nutrition is they talk about that they don't have time. And at the end of the day, everybody has the same 24 hours. And so with that being said though, like you're literally on the go in the car. What are, what were your like, what were your go-to foods that you stick to? Like, like gas station foods, right? Like what are some go-to okay. ones that you were able to kind of make work for you? Yeah. So, well, I definitely cooked food. Like, yeah. And like, uh, for like, if you're doing a bodybuilding show, you kind of need that. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I had a big, a big ass cooler in the van and I cooked the day I left, like, I don't know, five pounds of extra lean, 96% ground beef and all mm-hmm. the rice I need. Because in general, that is my bread and butter meals throughout 
the daily, you know, yeah. uh, lean ground beef and rice are like, so I'll eat that like three times a day, basically, you know, depending mm-hmm. on how many calories I'm eating, you know, that will be how many ounces, how many grams, et cetera, et cetera. But the other stuff that you can plug in, uh, makes life easier, you know? So like proats, I mean that you don't need anything fancy for that. I mean, so that would be my breakfast every day on the road was proats, you know, uh, some oatmeal and then some BPN protein powder, two scoops, a few servings of oats. And it's really easy to stop at a gas station, get some hot water in there and mix it up. Or you can mm-hmm. do it without hot water, you know, if you're, Absolutely. uh, but like, that's you're an animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, you know, you can go protein bars, beef jerky, get your fruits in. I mean, every gas station is going to have some bananas or like a little mixed berry container, get your carbohydrates from there. You know, you don't have to eat fruit snacks to get your carbs in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Um, like that's literally, that was basically it. Like I would eat ground beef and rice and then proats and then like some fruits. Wild. If I was had like a hard workout and stuff like that, um, kept it really simple on the go, but, um, other things you can do, like we, we all see those core powers. They're really tasty. They're in every yeah. gas station, every, you know, Wawa, uh, 7-Eleven you see. Um, yeah. but those are, you know, it, those are like $5 a pop when you're buying them at the store. So I always yeah. try and get protein powder, but you know, um, nutrition is the thing that like, that's the secret that everyone's looking for. It's mm-hmm. not a secret though. Everyone's like, how do you do this? How do you stay con- so, so consistent? How do you make so much progress? How do you recover so well? It's because my diet is hundred percent in check at all times. Yeah. yeah. You know, over the course of the year, I've, I could count on one hand how many cheat meals I had and mm-hmm. yeah, that's tough. But like I had this end goal that I needed to hit and mm-hmm. put the things in order to do it. Now, yeah. over the past couple of weeks, have I had pizza a couple of times? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> and my cheeks are, are showing it. But we're uh, that's the thing. Like, having your diet 100% in check is the hard part. You know, yeah. working out's easy. I shouldn't say it's easy. It's so simple. Like, go in, do what you're supposed to. You have a five-mile run, do your five-mile run. Yeah. But it's real easy to get done that workout and be like, all right, I deserve this. I deserve that. I deserve this, but they have to go hand in hand. If you want to mm-hmm. reach those super end goals, if you're trying to have like more of a balanced lifestyle, you can do that too. I mean, yeah. a lot of people I help coach and stuff like that. You can have a, a free meal on the weekends and have make endless amounts of progress, but it, the more into it you are, the more that diet needs to be in check. Absolutely. And so with, with how much you have going on, man, with the food, with traveling, with, you know, um, your workouts, with everything needed to be dialed in, everything needed to be very specific. Tell me about like the relationships in your life, right? I don't know if you're dating anyone or not, but like, even if you're not like the friendships, your family, how do you, how do you balance that? Cause I feel like that's a big part of it. I feel like all of us in this like fitness community scene, especially with the BPN, like, I feel like we're all on the same wavelength, but a big part of what makes, you know, fitness and health and consistency really hard for people is the relationships in their life. Right. So tell me a little yeah. bit about like those friendships or those relationships and how, how it affected it both good and bad. Sure. So yeah, as you're saying, like fitness takes a lot of commitment, especially the further along you're trying to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. So there is no room for hollow friendships or hollow relationships. They mm-hmm. need to be real and they need to be, you know, grounded in like, 
a deep understanding of what you want as a person and what that you need to also be there for them with whatever they're doing in life. Yeah. Um, you're not always going to be hand in hand with your best friends or your family. If you're, ha if you all have endless goals, like my sister just started PA school yesterday. And that's going to be tough. That's going to be a grind itself. Um, my other sister has two kids and works full time, you know, and then everybody's got stuff going on. So there's mm -hmm. no time for those fake friendships, those fake relationships. And that's what a lot of people have nowadays, especially with social media. The BPN community is different, though. I mean, it's like across my trip, I stayed at like 10 people's houses, you know, that I've only hung out with a few times in person or sometimes not even at all. I just they were like, yeah, you can stay at my house like Seth. I stayed I stayed with Seth in Nashville. We got a couple workouts in. It was great. Um, as far as a relationship, I don't have a girlfriend. Um, it's, it helps, it is helps with that with that with that month long trip for sure. Yeah, I think she would have dumped me if I did have one. Before. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's tough. Like, um, there's sacrifices that need to be made when you're trying to do things like this. You have to be selfish. Yeah. Um, How is like, are are you dating like while you're doing this? Are you just more so just not even not even worried about that? Like, how does that go? Uh, over the past couple months, I have not been at all. Like, mm -hmm. like May and June. Like June for sure. Obviously, I was on the road the whole time, just trying to enjoy the trip. And yeah. the closer I got to the that the month, it was just like there is no time for anything. And it but, was just you driving this entire time, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I That's drove brutal. ten thousand miles myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Once in a lifetime experience, though, man. I Absolutely. Saw, I, saw everything. I was, you know, um, upper northeast. I was went all the way across the south, um, west coast, Pacific Northwest, Midwest. Saw almost everything, I think, you know, um, yeah. like as far as my best friends, like I've had the same best friends almost for, you know, 10 years or longer. Like a lot of mm -hmm. my best friends have been my best friends from grade school or high school. And obviously I've made more friends along the way, but they all kind of understand what I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to go. And those proper friendships will support you no matter what you're trying to do. Even if Absolutely. they only see you once in a blue moon, like, yeah. And same thing with your family. They see the bigger picture, uh, especially like it's easy for me to say, this is my big picture plan. I have it all the way out here. And there are rough days along the way. And sometimes you're like, nah, man, that picture, I don't see it anymore. I'm struggling. Yeah. And they're the ones that are going to be there being like, no, we see it. We see that we see you accomplishing that. And that's what you need, whether it's one person. 10 people, it doesn't matter. You just don't need those hollow relationships where it's all more like vanity based and like, mm -hmm. you know, fake. Right? and that's a lot, like, that's a lot of what today is, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, my best friend and I are the most opposite people in the world. His name's Eric yeah. and he's a fashion designer and he's like a totally different, like I tried yeah. to write workouts for him and it's not, it doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and yeah. And it, it's cool because at the end of the day, him and I are always like a phone call away and we both know that. And, um, definitely when you grow up, you learn that you need like low maintenance friendships. I think right. that's like a key is that like, at the end of the day, when you have a lot going on, you don't want to always also have to worry about like, do I need to post this person or just really shallow stuff like that? Do I need to be texting him all the yeah. time? So that helps a lot. Um, and so with you, you did this 
month long cross country trip. And I know you're working on that sub three, that sub three marathon. But I, I also know because you're, you're obviously psycho, right? <laughs> that you have something else planned. And so yeah. if you, if, if you don't, then cool. But if you do, please, please share with like what, at least what kind of inkling you have for the next psycho thing you're going to do. So the fall is pretty jam packed. Um, the first thing is the, is the marathon like that. Yeah. That's been bothering me ever since I ran that race in February. You said you were like you six seconds short, right? It was a uh, 30, uh, 34 seconds and it was okay. awesome marathon. So, you know, it's over a thousand feet of elevation. It's a tough course. Yeah, that's a brutal course. Yeah. So I ran the whole thing with the three hour pace group and I, uh, passed the three hour pacer, you know, my God, the little flag, you know, maybe like a half mile left in the race. And I was like, I'm looking at my watch. And I'm like, I got this, I got this, you know, um, not to mention the last mile has this massive hill you got to climb. I got this funny video of me like struggling to get up it on that mile 26. But yeah. I finished before the pacer. And I'm like, I did it. I went so three. Let's go. Let's go. And the pacer was slow. Um, so that hurt. That hurt a lot. Like I have the video of me finishing before the pacer and everything. Uh, and you were like hyped and you didn't see the time yet. Damn. Yeah. Tough pill to swallow. Um, but I always like, I always tell people like how much I love to fail and like failure is so it's, there's nothing better for your future progress than failure because it just lights that fire under you and you're just more, uh, ready to tackle like the next thing when you fail. Um, so I'm finally going to conquer that September 2nd, I'm doing the Marquette marathon and then I'm going to follow that up the next weekend with the Atlantic city half Ironman. It's a little bit more for fun. Obviously, everything I do, I try to like, you know, challenge myself and do well in. But AC is 40 minutes from me. Um, mm -hmm. It's like end of the summer. So it'd be a cool, fun experience to do that at home. Can have a lot of friends and family come and support. Um, and then the big one is uh, end of October is the Battle Bunker Championships. So the regional competition in June, I qualified for the championships in October. There'll be 18 guys and 18 women competing, uh, in San Diego, California. I like the national training center. We'll be there for the weekend. It's like a two day event. That one's going to be incredible. I'm really excited for that. And then the follow-up to that will be my first ultra in December. I'm going to do a hundred miler. I'm going to tackle that in Texas. So that's what I got man. planned so far. That's awesome, man. Which one are you the most excited for? I would say I'm most excited for Battle Bunker Championships, but I am, I like mentally, like emotionally, I'm most invested in getting that sub three off the board. Like I just, I just need it so bad, you know? And then like the hundred mile, like the ultras, I just, because it's so much more mental than it is physical, in my opinion, especially after doing the Ironman, mm -hmm. it's like that, that type of battle where it's like, endless endless for hours and hours and hours and you're just questioning everything you've ever done in your life there is mm -hmm. nothing like that um when i'm like explaining to people like kind of my whole philosophy on like whether it's a singular workout your training plan or extremely tough competition it's like you need these mental checkpoints that you got to cross off uh like throughout the race and i, I was telling people that for the iron man i had like 
200 mental checkpoints that I had to conquer. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, hold on one sec. I got somebody here. Sorry about that, bro. No, you're good. You're one of Joe uh, Rinaldi's clients, right? Yeah. He sent me a flag. So I, I was <laughs> awesome. I forgot what it was. And then I saw that it was Project Endure. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, like during the Ironman, I had like these um, 200 mental checkpoints where I had to conquer. Like, because like it was 5,500 feet of elevation gain on the, the bike alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, every time it was like, all right, I just need to get to the top of this hill. And then when you're on the downhill, you're good, you know, stuff like that mm-hmm. for the run. I just need to get to this next, um, fuel station. So I get some, you know, electrolytes or whatever. And you just keep conquering one checkpoint at a time. You never think about the whole 12 hour race or the 12 week training plan. You just got to do one little baby step at a time. Mm-hmm. So that's how I try and mentally conquer everything I do is with, those little checkpoints along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a, a big part of any goal. Big goal is making it into smaller, smaller, more achievable ones. Mm-hmm. And so say for example, someone was going to go and do what you just did in June, right? What are five words of advice that you would give them to kind of not hit roadblocks that you did during that month? Overall, Slow, progressive overload is key. I preach this constantly. Everybody's like looking for a uh, the the quickest way to do something, the the hack, the secret. There never is one. I say this all the time. There is no secret. There never will be one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do all of these things at once, or if you want to do one singular goal at once, it's all about that slow buildup, taking what your body can do each week and building off that the next week. You go full throttle all the way, you know, week one, you're done. You know, it's not going to happen. You know, you're training for a marathon. You got three months to train for it, and you're knocking out your six-minute miles when you're more of a seven-and-a-half-minute mile guy for, you know, 20, like as hard as you can go week one, you're never going to make it. So mm-hmm. come with up with a great plan, build slowly, and just keep hitting those little checkpoints each week. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think that definitely like the hack, the secret, everybody's looking for like the quickest way to lose this. Have or you found just it? Quick... I have <laughs> I've yet to find it. I don't, I don't go searching for it anymore. Um, yeah, and exactly. it's, yeah, it's, um, it's a big, I mean, cause it's instant gratification, bro. Amazon prime is a thing. Like I fucking love Amazon, bro. I, I get things that I don't need to get on Amazon because Amazon ships it to my door and I can just do it on my phone. I don't even have to put in my card information. It just saves it. Right. And so everybody's trying to be as quick as possible. What would you say is like one of the biggest myths in the fitness industry that really pisses you off and tell me why. Oh, so many. Um, pressure's on now 
<laughs> uh, I know there's so many. Yeah, you you give me one, and then I'll I'll build off that. What's your favorite? Um, mine is uh, people under eating. Under eating. Yeah, everybody's really concerned about eating too much, but yeah, seventy percent of people under eat, and that's like why they're not. They'll everybody needs to be in a caloric deficit, but they'll be burning twenty one hundred calories, and they're eating like thirteen hundred calories, and they're like, "Well, I'm in a deficit. Like, why am I not losing weight?" I'm like, "It's not. It's not that simple." Like you're in too big of a deficit. And they're like, well, what does that mean? And then they, um, then they, you know, they go along the whole process, right? Because I mean, it's it's our parents' generation's fault, right? Like skinny is pretty. Like my mom right. swears up and down that skinny is pretty, and I can't tell her shit about it. I've tried, I've tried, and she feels the most beautiful herself when she feels skinny, and it's right. it's nothing that I can convince her otherwise because it's, it's about how she feels. Right. And there's so many people like her as well that they just want to be skinny. They just want to be skinny and then they under eat on food and then they, they have, they're in too large of a deficit. So their body's not burning as much as it could and you can't convince them otherwise. And so I would say that's probably my biggest, my biggest myth. I think a lot of people don't eat enough and Mm -hmm. when they do eat too much, it's typically too much fat. Like that's why their calories are as high as they are because they're consuming a lot of fat. Like if you go to Whataburger and get a burger and fries, you're going to walk out with at least 75 grams of fat. And that's twice as many, it's twice as, at least, and it's twice as many calories. And so I would say that's probably my biggest one that I'm, I've spent the most time trying to battle with people on and teach them, you know, that it's not true as, um, that, you know, under eating is a bigger problem for most people than overeating. Yeah. So, um, to build off that, like my big thing would be, uh, building strength. Um, you don't build strength by testing strength. Like, so if you're doing max out Monday every week, or if you're doing your runs at zone four, or if you're doing everything till absolute max capacity, you're not going to progress that way. That kind of goes back to the, my whole point with the slow progressive overload, but people always think more is better. Um, that's starting to come a lot around a little bit, like where people are a little bit more smart about their training because there's more information out there. But yeah. I don't know, probably you probably started around the same time as me. We're all we're just in there for four and a half hours. Dude, just, yeah, like, just demons biceps, exercising biceps. my demons, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. More isn't better um, all the time. Obviously, there's times and place to hit sets to failure. You know, uh, go as hard as you can on your uh, track workout. Um, blah, 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 you know, here and there. But mm-hmm. a lot of times you got to do the boring stuff. I mean, how many times I've done boring workouts and uh, over the years to build a solid base, whether it's a, a six mile zone two run, that's, that's all serves a purpose. You know, you're on the bike for two hours, uh, mm-hmm. zone two, building that aerobic base and stuff like that. Um, bodybuilding workouts where you did you know, the same exercises for like a four to six week block or whatever it is, you're, you got to do those things. You gotta, you gotta get comfortable doing the boring stuff, uh, to reach these crazy impressive feats, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think the monotonous things like, uh, tracking your food, the monotonous things like meal prepping on Sundays, like the, those, like I I posted a a reel about it recently where it's, um, I don't know who said it, but he said like the extraordinary people don't do anything extra. They just do the ordinary things extra, right? Like 
Yeah, they're that's, like that's super, like, like Tim Tim Duncan wasn't fun to watch. Like I grew up in San Antonio, San Antonio, yeah, Texas, and I hate the Spurs just because I'm I'm I I was raised here and my stepdad and my dad didn't like them, and so just you know kind of influence right. And right. he was the most boring basketball player to watch, but he would just kill you every time because yep. you knew what he was going to do, but he was going to do it anyway. There's so nothing fish. you could do about it. Yeah. Yep. And so, it, but it, and you know, you look back at it and you know, he doesn't get like the accolades when people are like the best ever. Cause just cause he did it quietly. Right. Yep. And so um, definitely can relate to that in the sense of, you know, the, the very small, the very monotonous things like people, want to go do the big thing, right? They want to hit that big workout. They want to, you know, just get all this protein at the grocery store. And it's, it's the small things like, you know, tracking your food before you eat it, right? Not after you eat it. And then you're like, wait, Oh, that was too much fat. You know, like it's, it's a simple. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's the little, the little things that tend to add up. Little little food scale is your best friend. I got one at the, my gym, one at home, one at the firehouse, you know, they're they're ten bucks on Amazon, and yeah. you know just know exactly what you're doing, and it'll be so it'll be so much easier to make progress when everything is accounted for. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, don't guess, assess. That's what I like yeah. to tell my clients. And so, um, so you have a gym. You're you're a firefighter. You you do the, all the all these crazy workouts. Um, tell me about like your life with with the firefighting and how that how that impacts you know your your fitness and your health. And what are like, what are some challenges that you've, that you, that you deal with and still do when it comes to that? Yeah. So, um, firehouse shifts are long, you know, so people like have this misconception that you're, uh, sleeping for 24 hours or whatever. Uh, so yeah, my firehouse, we work 24, 72s. So you got a 24 hour shift and then you're off for three days, repeat, 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 etc. So we go in and we basically work like kind of like a, from 7 a.m. is when shift starts to 3 or 4 o'clock, you know, doing truck checks, equipment checks, um, basic uh, training, whether it's, you know, engine company stuff, ladder company stuff, stuff around the firehouse. So you're getting that normal, like, eight-hour workday, nine-hour workday, and then mm-hmm. that's on top of whatever calls you have that day. I mean – Sometimes there might be, you know, only a couple calls and it's a pretty quiet day. Other times you don't step foot in the firehouse for 24 hours straight, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like need to train every day. That's just who I am. I need to. So I couldn't rely on getting good workouts while I was there because you can get interrupted at any time. So I started training at three in the morning before shift starts. So I would train three hours before shift and that kind of like mentally just kind of separated me i think from like most people that i'm willing to just do that and it became habitual where everything is easier after that you know every like going for an easy like a you know a 10 mile run on a saturday when i don't have anything else to do is nothing compared to getting those workouts done before work before shift so it's made more than anything it's made me grow mentally mm-hmm. as far as training and then as a person like I've grown exponentially, um, turned more into a man than I could imagine, like just grown up since I got, uh, hired at the firehouse, you know, more accountable, more responsible, um, just more, uh, considerate of others. You know, you see the hardships that people have, uh, on these calls, you know, 
whether it's like life or death stuff or whether it's, you know, just uh, daily struggles like uh, Gloucester, where I live, isn't like the most uh, rich place. You know, it's right next to Camden um, in New Jersey. So you see some people battling those daily hardships uh, with whether, you know, um, <laughs> crappy landlords and stuff like that. Um, it just makes you uh, more respectful of others, I think. Yeah. So I've grown, I think, as a person and as um, someone that's trying to progress uh, physically, like I just am more uh, fully developed, I think, in all areas. And I can't be thankful enough for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, that's a big part of you know, seeing people's hardships is being a little bit more thankful for, for what you have. Right. Yeah. It's, it's easy. To yeah. But seeing, I mean, to a, to a crazy level. Right. Um, that was a big thing of like growing up with my mom and, you know, her talking to her now about like, you know, how much money she made at the time to be able to take care of my brother and I is just like astonishing. Right. Like I could never imagine having to go through that. And that definitely, you know, anytime I'm worried about, you know, my business is, isn't where I want it to be. Right. It puts things yeah. into perspective. I think that's, a, that's a pretty big part of it. And, um, and so, yeah, man, you have a, you have a lot of, a lot of great stuff going for you, right? You're super, super busy. You have a lot going on. And I think you're, you're like me in the sense of like, I need to be busy to stay focused. Like I tend to lose focus when I, I don't have things to do. And I don't yeah, think it's necessarily the healthiest thing, but it just, it is what it is. Absolutely. Um, it's always, it's always what's next and what I need to accomplish next. Um, and that's a great thing. And sometimes it can be a little bit of a negative thing because you forget to cherish the moments uh, you have right now. Um, so like these last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks, July is kind of me like finding my, my balance again, you know, catching up with some friends, catching up with some family members and stuff like that. And then August I'm back to like a thousand percent. And that is what it is. Like if you want to like separate yourself and do these crazy great things you gotta you gotta sacrifice a little bit and that's all right as long as you stay grounded and remember when that's over come back to come back to earth planet earth for a little bit and catch up with those people that have always had your back and take take a moment to appreciate everything like after the iron man like i told you it was the most euphoric moment of my life you know just like that whole year of work was like surmised in that 12 hour race like all mm -hmm. the battles and hardships that i faced in that year i faced in that one day you know from the yeah the the iron man itself and i i'm not an emotional guy but i got done that i was like i felt all types of ways my Absolutely. parents came and surprised me all the way in idaho so that that one moment is what makes everything else worth it. Like all those early mornings, late nights, long, long workouts, you know, eating the same foods every day. You just got to live for that one moment and just really soak it in. Like, you know, when you have like a successful, like business milestone, like whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be fitness related. This goes for anybody. You just got to really cash in on those days, those moments and really, make the most of them. Cause that's what you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great ending point in the sense of 
it's it's all worth it right i think that's a yeah. big that's a big like we're all we're all we're all going through suck together right i think that's that's a big part of it is like life is life sucks dude like it's a lot of stress right like yeah. um my mom when i was young would always would always you know they always like that's not what we brought we can we brought you into this world we can take you out of it right and i'm like well shit if you wouldn't have i wouldn't be experiencing all this right and i think yeah. life is it's easy life is how you look at it i feel like for sure like in those moments when you're more negative, you see more of the negative things On the moments where you're more positive and you're in a better headspace, you see more of the positive things. And so yeah. I think a, a big part of it is having that perspective of, you know, living in that positive light and you will see the good things in life. And it's not always easy to do, but um, it definitely makes it all worth it. Yeah. And when, if you really know how to take those moments and cherish them, it makes it when you're back in that grind, it puts like, you're like, all right, I can do this because I know what it feels like to get to that end point, to accomplish what I really, really wanted. And all those emotions I felt, it makes the suck a little less, a little less sucky. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So where, where can people find you, connect with you and all that good stuff? Yeah. So on Instagram, Jack, uh, period D underscore fitness. And then TikTok, Jack Driscoll Fitness. I do my daily workouts on there. Instagram, I try to show a little bit more uh, personality with my stories and stuff. Um, that's about it, man. It's a pleasure awesome. talking to you, brother. Yeah, no, I appreciate you you taking the time. And I hope you have a great one.